Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be Alma chapter 49. As we're going through some of the details here of um, the fighting between the Lamanites and the Nephites, think about the defenses that the uh, Nephites are using and how that can be compared to the, the uh, spiritual defenses that should be used by us daily. The armor of God, the forts, of, uh, the forts that are being erected around the cities and so on, um, that these are similar to our defenses of our homes. Uh, that there are there should be spiritual defenses around us too, uh, to keep out the enemy, um, the media, and so on. <clears throat> Chapter forty nine, verse one. And now it came to pass in the eleventh month of the nineteenth year, uh, on the tenth day of the month, the armies of the Lamanites were seen approaching towards the land of Ammonihah. And behold, the city had been rebuilt, and Moroni had stationed an army by the borders of the city, and they had cast up dirt round about to shield them from the arrows and the stones of the Lamanites, for behold, they fought with stones and with arrows. Again, thinking of how, we, how can we defend our homes against uh, the onslaught of evil. Behold, I say, unto, I say that the city of Ammonihah had been rebuilt. I say unto you, yea, and in, that it was in part rebuilt. And because the Lamanites had destroyed it once because of the iniquity of the people, they supposed that it would again become an easy prey for them. But behold, how great was their disappointment, for behold, the Nephites had dug up a ridge of earth round about them, which was so high that the Lamanites could not cast their stones and their arrows at them, that they might take effect, neither could they come upon them, save it was by their place of entrance. Now at this time the chief captains of the Lamanites were astonished exceedingly because of the wisdom of the Nephites in preparing their places of security. Now the, Laman now the leaders of the Lamanites had supposed, because of the greatness of their numbers, yea, they supposed that they should be privileged to come upon them as they, as they had hitherto done, yea, and they had also prepared themselves with shields and with breastplates, and they also had prepared themselves with garments of skins, yea, very thick garments to cover their nakedness. <clears throat> uh, as Brother Nibley says, there's no better maxim than the, than the generals always plan the next war in terms of the last war. They always fight the last war because that's where their experience is. That's where they can correct their mistakes. They talk it over and endlessly argue what they would, would, would have done, what this person should have done and that person should have done. The English are great at that. That's exactly what happened here. Notice that this neat touch here in the verse 6. They suppose that they should be privileged to come upon them as they had hitherto done. Notice they had matched the Nephites armor, all things, all the things they had hitherto done they were doing now, but that wasn't enough because Moroni was ahead of them. Moroni was a real military genius. He changed things now for them. Verse 7, And being thus prepared, they supposed that they should easily overpower and subject their brethren to the yoke of bondage, or slay and massacre them according to their pleasure. But behold, to their uttermost astonishment, they were prepared for them in the in the manner which they which never had been known among the children of Lehi, now they were prepared for the Lamanites to battle after the manner of the instructions of Moroni. 
And it came to pass that the Lamanites, or the Amalekiahites, were exceedingly astonished in their manner of preparation for war. Now, if King Amalekiah had come down out of the land of Nephi at the head of his army, perhaps he would have caused the Lamanites to have attacked the Nephites at the city of Ammonihah. For behold, he did not care for the blood of his people. But behold, Amalekiah did not come down himself to battle. And behold, his chief captains durst not attack the Nephites at the city of Ammonihah. <clears throat> for Moroni had altered the management of affairs among the Nephites, insomuch that the Nephites were disappointed in their places of retreat, and they could not come upon them. Therefore they retreated into the wilderness and took their camp and marched towards the land of Noah, supposing that to be the next best place for them to come against the Nephites. For they knew not that Moroni had fortified or had built forts of security for every city and all the land round about. Therefore they marched forward to the land of Noah with a firm determination. Yea, their, cap their chief captains came forward and took an oath that they would destroy the people of that city. But behold, to their astonishment, the city of Noah, which had hitherto been a weak place, had now by the means of Moroni become strong, yea, even to exceed the strength of the city of Ammonihah. And now behold, this was wisdom in Moroni, for he had supposed that, there would, that they would be frightened at the city of Ammonihah, and as the city of Noah had hitherto been the weakest part of the land, therefore they would march thither to battle, and thus it was according to his desires. And behold, Moroni had appointed Lehi to be chief captain over the men of that city, and it was that same Lehi who fought with the Lamanites in the valley on the east of the river Sidon. And now, behold, it came to pass that when the Lamanites had found that Lehi commanded the city, they were again disappointed, and they, for they feared Lehi exceedingly. Nevertheless, their chief captains had sworn with an oath to attack the city, therefore they brought up their armies. Now, behold, the Lamanites could not get into their forts of security by any other way, save by the entrance, because of the highness of the bank, which had been thrown up. And the depth of the ditch was which had been dung, dug round about, save it were by the entrance. And thus were the Nephites prepared to destroy all such as should attempt to climb up to enter by enter the fort by any other way, by casting over stones and arrows at them. Thus they were prepared, yea, a body of their strongest men with their swords and their slings, to smite down all who should attempt to come into their place of security by the place of entrance. And thus were they prepared to defend themselves against the Lamanites. And it came to pass that the captains of the Lamanites brought up their armies before the place of entrance, and began to contend with the Nephites to get into their place of security. But behold, they were driven back from time to time, insomuch that they were slain with an immense slaughter. Now when they, had, when they fought, or when they found that they could not obtain power over the Nephites by the pass, they began to dig down their banks of earth that they might obtain a, play, a pass to their armies, or that they might have an equal chance to fight. But behold, in these attempts they were swept off by the stones and arrows which were thrown at them, and instead of filling up their ditches by pulling down the banks of earth, they were filled up in a measure with their dead and wounded bodies. <clears throat> Thus the Nephites had all power over their enemies, and thus the Lamanites did attempt to destroy the Nephites until their chief captains were all slain. Yea, and more than a thousand of the Lamanites were slain, while on the other hand there was not a single soul of the Nephites which was slain. There were about fifty who were wounded, who had been exposed to the arrows of the Lamanites through the pass, but they were shielded by their shields and their breastplates and their headplates, insomuch that their wounds were upon their legs, many of which were very severe. And it came to pass that when the Lamanites saw that their chief captains were all slain, they fled into the wilderness. And it came to pass that they returned to the land of Nephi to inform their king, Amalickiah, who was a Nephite by birth, concerning their great loss. Moroni had reinforced the cities of Ammonihah and Noah to such an, an astonishing degree that the battle at, at the cry of Noah was over before it started. 
Moroni's diligent preparations in a manner which had never been known among the children of Lehi had, had outwitted the enemy again. In our personal fight against evil, the same principle applies. We too can win the battle before it even starts by preparing ourselves spiritually and making certain decisions before we ever are confronted with the opposition. How many times have our youth been taught that it is much easier to make the decision not to use drugs or alcohol long before the opportunity presents itself? So it is with the word of wisdom, the law of chastity, and many other principles. Figuratively speaking, to win the battle before it even starts, we must build forts of security. We must strengthen our weakest areas, known, knowing, as the Lord has said, if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. We must dig deeper ditches, build taller banks, and reinforce them with our strongest defenses. The, attack, the Lamanite attack on the city of Ammonihah reminds us that, like an enemy army, Satan will quietly try to dig down our defenses when he is not allowed direct access to our hearts. And that was from a talk by Sister Kathleen McConkie. Continuing on, but if we arm ourselves with the armor of righteousness, preparing ourselves as Moroni did, we will be able to slay the devil and his angels with an immense slaughter. There will, be, there will still be a battle, for Satan will do all he can to tempt, destroy, and seduce. Inevitably, there will still be battle wounds, many of which are very severe. But if the vital decisions and preparations have been made beforehand, we will not be slain by the fiery darts of the wicked one. Instead, we will, we will thank the Lord our God because he, of his matchless power in delivering us from the hands of our enemies. Verse 26, And it came to pass that he was exceedingly angry with his people because he had not obtained his desire over the Nephites. He had not subjected them to the yoke of bondage. Yea, he was exceedingly wroth, and he did curse God, and also Moroni, swearing with an oath that he would drink his blood, and this because Moroni had kept the commandments of God in preparing for the safety of his people. And it came to pass that on the other hand, the people of Nephi did thank the Lord their God because of his matchless power in delivering them from the hands of their enemies. And thus ended the nineteenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. Yea, and there was continual peace among them, and exceedingly great prosperity in the church. And because of their heed and diligence, which they gave unto the word of God, which was declared unto them by Helaman and Shiblon and Corianton. Notice this last uh, verse here that Corianton has mentioned. Tucked in the ongoing story of the Nephite wars, we find a reference to the change that Corianton made in his personal life. Peace was in the land again, and the people prospered. And uh, because of their heat and diligence, which they gave, uh, and uh, as declared by Helaman and Shiblon and Corianton, notice that who was back on his mission again. Hurrah! Through a, a parent-child interview, Alma brought about a transformation in the life of his beloved son and this united family of missionaries and Nephite ministers made an in incredible difference in the society in which they lived. It was as if they first taped together the home and then the world began to be to take care of itself. That was by uh, Brindley and Judd. Corianton's sins were grievous and yet we have every reason to believe that Alma's preaching touched the soul of his errant son, that Corianton crossed himself, repented and returned to that ministry. Continuing the end of the verse here, And Ammon and his brethren, yea, and by all those who had been ordained by the holy order of God, being baptized unto repentance and sent forth to preach among the people. And so we have uh, the preparations that the, that the Nephites had against the Lamanites, that uh, they were able to defeat the Lamanites without even going to battle against them, just by their defenses. I bear testimony that we can, we can raise uh, forts of defense against the adversary in our own homes and in our own personal lives, and that as we make decisions prior to the temptations coming, it'll be a whole lot easier to fight against them. And this I say in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.